Hello, this is the Rugged Angel Cast, and I am your host, Camila. Welcome to the podcast that focuses on conversations with all sorts of women who have a story to tell. This episode is with Tatiana King. Tatiana stopped by to discuss how her love of superheroes, all things tech, and engineering turned into an online community for Black nerds. Being in the tech industry, Tatiana often found herself to be the only Black woman in the room. So she sought to change that by inviting others who looked like her and shared her interests to join her on the journey. The For All Nerds podcaster gives us her story from being the weird kid to becoming the self-proclaimed Duchess of Tech. It's time to dig in and meet Rugged Angel number 123, Tatiana King. Tatiana King, welcome to the Rugged Angel cast. It's nice to meet you. Thank you. Nice to meet you as well. I appreciate you coming on the show, and um, I'm looking forward to getting to find out who you are, and um, in this next hour, and uh, because you, what I've, the little bit of internet trolling and stalking that I've done, <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't tell me a lot, but it tells me enough to know that you're a very interesting woman. So, uh, all right, let's first and foremost, how are you today? I'm doing good. Thank you very much for taking the time to even reach out to me. Like you said, I know there's a little bit of the internet ninja stuff going on to try right. to get some information. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to just speak about who I am and what I'm about. And, um, you know, also just to lend some some more uh, content for you. Yes, and much appreciated because I am always, always looking to, um, I mean, obviously the point of the podcast is to talk to interesting women. But more specifically, I, I am really interested in uh, shining a light on more black women and um you know what they're doing and what what you what we're all up to these days absolutely all right great so um and I, you're you're new york based yes, yes. i am so where mm-hmm. are you from originally are you I'm from, from new east york? new york i'm from okay. east new york so brooklyn <laughs> oh okay nice nice you know i've never unfortunately i've never i haven't been to brooklyn yet but oh. um i know and i really i it's I, it's a desperate desperate uh, need for me to be there um but uh you know i've only been to new york a couple times but um you know it's it's great place it's very um I was in Manhattan and it's very, it's overstimulating. (laughs) It can be very overstimulating. And I just don't imagine, like, I can't imagine what is it like to live there on just, and just, this is just how your life is. It just, it's Um, constant motion. Yeah. Very active all the time. Where are you, where are you from originally? I'm originally from Toledo, Ohio, but I live in Pittsburgh Mm. now and I've been in Pittsburgh for about uh, 20 years. Okay. Yeah. So very different environments and environments yeah. and stuff like that so totally understand um you still have to visit uh i would right. definitely suggest visiting in the summertime new york in the summer yeah. is undefeated that's the time <laughs> to come nice i appreciate that so I think the last times i was there was like christmas time and it was nice but uh yeah summer it seems like it's just popping and uh just from what i can tell online and things like that all right so let's see you are like i said you do a lot let's try to figure out how to navigate your talents and your accomplishments in the best way. First off, I know this, that you are the editor-in-chief for All Nerds, which is just like this multi-faceted um, platform mm-hmm. of pop culture and geekdom and um, mm-hmm. technology and just entertainment. And uh, how did it start off first? Was it the, was it a podcast first or was mm-hmm. it, it that, and uh, tell what what was your, the birth of it with you? 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. So For All Nerds was um, initially just a podcast. And I don't even want to say just because I don't want to even diminish it. Like it's it's still right. such a huge part of the brand and, and the the platform behind it. But it started initially as a podcast born out of the Combat Jack show. Combat Jack is pretty much the forefather of all the podcasts as you know it now, especially those that have um, hip hop in this DNA, um, mm -hmm. the culture, everything that you think of when you think about podcasts now. Like he was part of that process mm -hmm. that really birthed all of that. And mm -hmm. so he had the, the Combat Jack podcast. And as he was continuing very in the early days of podcasting, he started to branch out. And one of the things, one of his interests were uh, was comic books and the geekdom as you mentioned it so he wanted to have a, a separate lane for that and he created what was formerly known as fan bros and he, it was him and pretty much like 50 dudes like, <laughs> uh, on one podcast it was like the wu-tang of podcasts yeah and it was a lot going on and he and, and I'm summarizing I'm, I'm summarizing this down and to just give you just the gist but he said yeah one, this is not going to work. It's too many voices, too many people. <laughs> Two, um, he wanted to give it to uh, one of his partners who created partners to to help expand it and one of those people uh was dj ben Amin or is dj ben hameen and dj ben Amin he had always been on the combat jack show always friends with reggie Ose, also known as combat jack and um he asked ben hey take this forward let's build this up one of the first thing ben did was say okay we have to get rid of all of these men and bring in some women because we need some balanced sound again this is the earlier days of podcasting so he he already knew what what was what and um i was one of the the women he brought in um he actually put out kind of like an apb on twitter and was like hey i need women who are into geek and pop culture what do you think me myself i was just like i'm into that i already speak about that let's do it so right. i hit him up he right. said okay great we did a few test shows and from there it the, the show has evolved changed hosts over time direction has been been updated and and until what you see today obviously the name itself updated went from fan bros to for all nerds just because there was just connotation behind fan bros that wasn't indicative of what we spoke about and indicative of the 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 people who were speaking on the show as we mentioned it, it, it we wanted a, a plethora of voices female voices male voices voices from the marginalized communities um just and particularly voices from black community right and also right. we constantly pulled in people from different ethnicities and backgrounds and that's how we got the 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 tagline of geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color um because it really was this 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 inclusive conversation that wasn't happening at least on a higher scale about geek and pop culture and 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 really the driving force of pop of geek culture which was comics gaming tv film the marvel stuff right. you know all the marvel films that you could think of right. like like everything that was in within those lanes that's what we wanted to to just discuss and we did it from a, a creative and 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 continue to do so from creative and comical standpoint right like we're we're just talking to each other like we always do um and and it's just within our our natural banter back and forth that's how we started growing our audience um because you know people are used to seeing these these 
typically white men speak on right. geek and pop culture and it's kind of very same lane all the time, same approach. And you don't want to, people want to see something different. They want to hear their, their friend, like a typical friend down the street. Like when you talk to them about Batman, for instance, it's a different conversation, a different right. approach than it would be potentially for a white man or even a white woman. So, yeah. You know, with that understanding in mind, that's how we built out the podcast, how we evolved the brand, how we uh, spread out into other platforms such as video, um, how we produced other podcasts and just how we just continue to to grow for all nerds as a as a media house. Yeah. And it's I mean, you guys are doing an amazing job. Um, it's thank you. It's a great place so to <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great to like stumble upon the, the website in itself and then to see, oh, there's all this other content too. And it just kind of goes on and on. And um, there's, there is a just overabundance of information and entertainment there for you. Um, and I watched a video, an interview with you, uh, Marvel, that they were turning you into a, a, a superhero. A superhero. And you yeah. were a self-proclaimed, you grew up as, you were self-proclaimed weird kid, quote unquote, you said. Because yeah. this is, like, you come by this honestly, this, you know, the, the, the love of comic books and the geekdom. Yeah, definitely. What, <laughs> what put you on that path as a child? Like, how did you, mm-hmm. would it, do you recall, like, what one of your first comic books were that you discovered and how you got into that? Yeah, sure. So my foray into like the world of like the MCU and the DCs and all that DC comics actually wasn't through comics itself. I didn't start reading comics until much later in life, like when I started being an adult. What got me there was animation. So all Mm. the cartoons, WB Kids, Fox Kids, um, Toonami, like that was my bread and butter. And that's how I got acquainted with these superheroes and these stories. And then ultimately as a child my my personal interests as well as my upbringing pushed me towards that direction i've oh i mentioned weird kid because at the time it wasn't as accepted but i was always the one into tech and into engineering and having these nerdy discussions about gaming systems and how many you know how many how much space is on it and all the specs and stuff <laughs> like i'm and still am i'm still like that but i've always had been that person who, who we're sitting around on a stoop and we talk about what what happened on Batman Beyond and we you got to run home and watch these things and 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 watch anime and things like that so before at the, and we're talking about like like late 90s early 2000s so mm-hmm. at least outwardly that wasn't necessarily the most accepted like I'm not gonna say I was an outcast not by any means it was just right. like it wasn't it wasn't like everyone jumping on it like now it's just normal right everyone expects right. you to like anime or anything like that when you when you're in these spaces so um just just having the ability to continue to grow and actually have people around me including my family and friends who encouraged that and was like hey yeah let's talk about all this stuff let's let's um just have fun with this you know i had the friends who were watching these things and playing these games and i can bounce ideas off of and and my family they encouraged all of the things i liked they encouraged me to love engineering started with like my grandfather my grandfather taught me about computers helped me learn to build computers and just a culmination of all those things during my childhood and my upbringing led me to where I am today and who I am today. 
that's amazing that you had that amount of support behind that. And it's not a typical path for a, no. a black woman for the most part. Um, you call yourself the Grand Duchess of Tech, which I love. Uh, Thank you. My, which is funny because I like, refer to myself as the uh, headmistress of the old school. So, um, hey. it's, <laughs> love it. So, uh, when, and you went to Howard, yes? I went to Howard H. You, you know, I'm going to get obnoxious because that's what we do. But <laughs> jokes, jokes aside, yeah, I, I went to Howard. I, I actually entered as a computer science major. Did mm. that for a couple of years. Was like, nope, not for me. Uh, I would rather learn to code on my own. So I mm. ended up graduating with a marketing degree. So I was school of business. Oh, wow. Okay. So you've, you've got these, these interests that are generally typically at least in the past and it's getting much better i feel like now you know and maybe 20 years from now but they're mostly white occupied spaces and moving mm -hmm. as a, mostly male white dominated occupied spaces and moving exactly. as a black woman within them like what was what was that like for you to move through like tech sp sp specifically yeah it's was and still is very white male dominated However, now just vis visibly and and socially, you see a lot more people that look like me. Like there's mm. huge squads of black women are in tech. I know you may have noticed that there's this there's it seems to be a swell now, but the movement right. of black in tech, there's even hashtags galore where you can follow them and see people giving advice on how to break into tech, telling you, uh, telling people all the different things that all the different certifications they may need to get and, and how to even get in this space and, and all the groups that are are supporting black people to get into this space. Um, I just just when I when I entered it, I entered it as a blogger, as a tech blogger. Mm. So I would just independently go to events. And after a while, I started getting invited to certain events where we would where it was mostly consumer facing, meaning it was maybe about the next self, the next not Apple, but I don't know, maybe it was Samsung, right? The next mm. Samsung Galaxy phone or gotcha. it or there are other like tech showcases that show all the new tech from different companies that are coming out for consumers. Um, you know, could be could be security systems, could be drones, could be could be anything in those lanes. Could be new PCs, could be whatever. But as I started getting invited to those things and and started acquainting myself with the other people of color that were going to these things, we started to build that network out. And as I said, mentioned, yeah, it's still large had been largely white male dominated so being in those spaces it it was a hurdle that I had to jump just mentally about feeling comfortable right like mm. especially when you are literally in a room where they're presenting maybe the latest phone and you literally are the only black woman there and it is daunting and I'm never the type that's like, oh, I have to be the only one in the room. No, I'm just like, right. yo, where's everybody else that right. looks like me? And so I would, that's why I always align myself. Whenever I did find another black girl, I was like, oh, we're in this together, right? Right. Or I would tell them like, hey, yo, please come with me. <laughs> I don't want right. to, I don't want to be here by myself. Like I always wanted to expand the space and that's how I became great friends like with, with people like Corvita Raiden. She, Raven, she's, She's been in this space forever and like that that became like a real big homie of mine because it was just like it was just us for a long time. Every time we went to these type of showcases, it was just I just kept seeing her. So I was like, well, you and I need to be friends then. Right. So right. I, I I use those opportunities. Just in summary, I just use those opportunities to to 
reach out and find more people like me or build that the opening build those openings to bring more people in and then also just learn like a lot of that feeling of maybe feeling intimidated or not feeling like you belong is is many times self-inflicted that's not to say that sometimes these people don't give welcoming vibes to say the least right they definitely don't (laughs) also there are aspects where it's just you it's just all in your head Mm -hmm. And you have to get out your own way, right? So you were there for a reason. Whether whether it's it's totally clear or not to you why you're there, the fact is you're there. So you have to ride on that and push push yourself forward and stand tall and say, I'm a, I'm a I'm an entity. I'm a force. I'm 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 here to do my reporting and my research and put my spin or or put my voice onto it. So I with those experiences, I just learned to to be more confident in myself and my own abilities. And that's something that I think a lot of us, especially women, uh, we don't think about or we forget. And we, we don't, we, we just need a constant reminder it just to ourselves and to that, I yes, I belong here. I'm here for a reason. And I yeah. love the fact that you are cognizant of and you want and you're conscious to make sure that you want to help expand the space. And you're not, you know, like nobody, I don't think it's healthy to want to be the only one there in a space like in the room and it's like and it's absolute like we all need to help you know to lend a hand to help somebody you know to extend a hand and offering to like you know come invite you know we need an invite sometimes to just kind of help expand the space and to just like get more of us involved absolutely so so as you're blogging so Mm -hmm. you started off with blogging just just for scuzz just talking about that like that's what you like to do I liked, I've always liked to talk about technology. And I mentioned, like I said, I keep saying consumer. So, we're, you know, the things that you would go into a Best Buy or a Target and buy, like all those types mm-hmm. of tech things, that's was had always been my focus. It, and, and particularly because I was the tech, as many people end up being, I'm the tech support in the house with the family, right? right? Something <laughs> yeah. new comes out and Same. they're like, I don't know how to fix the router. I don't know how to do that. Don't do that. And you don't, you don't have to be like this high level network engineer. It's just sometimes it's like, all right, plug it in, right? Or right, yeah. You're, <laughs> Sometimes you you, you're just the one that yeah that knows the most, and it's been right. like that for or, me since I was in high school. So right, and continues in my in my household. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, sometimes it's very simple things that no one else wants to do, or maybe quite quite frankly, like you have an affinity for, especially mm. if your parent is in the boomer generation or or older or whatever. It's just mm. you as. I'm a millennial, right? So I just grew up in really where the technology was just intrinsically linked to everything I was doing in my life. So right, yeah, you're just, just you're like right easy. there in, immersed in it, and and your exactly. your generation. Um, I'm yeah. Gen X, it, so it was oh. like you know at, at like halfway there, and it's like okay, so you're now there, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I I completely understand. So it's just just I guess just even not even necessarily all the time by virtue of what I liked it was just I was just put in position it was like mm. all right this is a position you're in tech support for the fam figure <laughs> this out right or we're just going to just ask you so you're the de facto <laughs> tech support right so that's essentially what happened with me and and but it just happened to align with the things I liked anyway so mm. um yeah it, I, I just started the blogging because I just wanted to talk about tech I've already was used to explaining devices and tech to people my friends my family and I just had an affinity for it so I was like well let me and I've always been a writer love to write so I said okay well let's combine it and blogging was big at the time so let's talk about it and again very little faces like mine in that space so I just wanted to get that get the ball rolling 
I love that. And the fact that you just did it just because that's what you wanted to do and that was your interest. It's, that's how it started off. And then you're so good at it that you started to get noticed by and started yeah. to be invited to these, um, you know, the conferences and stuff and you, uh, where folks are, you know, introducing the new tech and whatnot. Correct. Which, um, you know, and I was just speaking to my last guest uh, and I just kind of had a conversation. We're just kind of noticed that, you know, a lot of the path for a lot of black women seemed to be, you know what? I'm just going to figure it out. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> and, there is no blueprint. There's no roadmap. Right. It's just like, what are you going to do? <laughs> right. Exactly. So yeah. right, back to your podcasting. Um, when you got when you got hooked up with for all nerds was this yeah. the first podcasting experience that you were having no i i had did a few other experiences um but this was the first one like a full-fledged one that had like a team like a strong team behind it right mm-hmm. and just one that just had a goal and a vision and and rest in power always to to reggie Osei combat jack like he not just the forefather of podcasting all this stuff just he was my friend and mm-hmm just getting to learn under him and and just know how to talk to people right how to conduct an interview and understand how to how to map out a conversation and Mm. figure out what's important to the audience and 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 what's important to you and how do you and how do you get your voice across to other people um just having that that environment and that type of support that's what continued to push me through through podcasting do you feel like that was something those are some skills that you already inherently had that were that were coming natural to you just needed to like kind of fine-tune just a bit mm, I think it's something that I I learned a great deal of because I've always been an introvert so yeah that was my, has, my next question <laughs> yeah I've always been an introvert I still am but I'm more nowadays more as in my in my adult life I'm I'm an extroverted introvert that that's what I call myself. I call myself an introvert with it. extrovert tendencies. That's there you go. <laughs> and and again, that's by virtue of the things that I do and I involve myself in. But nine times out of ten, if you ask me to choose, like you know, I want the invite, but I'm probably not coming. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right. It's like I would love for you to think about me, but I really enjoy sitting in my little nest on my couch tonight. <laughs> yeah. It's like well. That sounds lovely, and I do get offended when I'm not invited. Even if I know I'm not coming, it's just it's all offense until I get right. the invite. So, um, and I know that's like, how can you have it both ways, right? Is it Uchiwa? Is it one mic? But like, it it's like is I'm a what very complicated is. person. It's just- I'm complicated, dog. Like I'm complicated. But, uh, but yeah, I, I've always had largely. I've grown up introverted. Um, I like to read and be to myself. I just like my alone time. And it's not antisocial to be very clear. And I think people need to understand the difference. Mm. Introvert does not mean antisocial. Introvert just right. means you are okay being alone. And, and lots of times you thrive being alone. It doesn't mean you cannot function with others. Right. For some people, that is the case. For, but for, for many other introverts, that's not what it is. It's just we have preferences. So right. With those preferences, you, I wasn't necessarily running around having interviews with people like, hey, tell me about your life and, and, and putting the <laughs> mic on them. Like, I wasn't that person. So I did learn a great deal of that through the podcasting process. And and as mentioned, what Reggie, well, I was talking about Reggie Osei, building the relationship with my podcast partner, now brother for life, DJ Benjamin, and, and, and people like that. So you didn't know these guys beforehand? 
before you started. No, no. Ben I mean did also go to Howard. Um, but mm. he he's also Gen X, so we weren't mm. there at the same time or anything. But but just um I did actually know about his at the time, his website. Like uh, it was please don't stare.com. And <laughs> it, it was basically a site where like all the new music that was coming out, like and, and again, this is still we're talking about like earlier two thousands where new music right. was coming out and where you get the mixtapes and all this other stuff, like yes. and it was nowhere else to be found, like that's where I would go. So, <laughs> so were there yeah. was there anything in particular that you guys tried to do in order to build this camaraderie, or is it just like you know, we'll just trial and as error. it goes? <laughs> yeah, just, uh. lots of trial and error. Um, just I think it, it was natural, right? Like it wasn't mm. like a directive. Like okay, and this is how we build compassion between each other. Like, and I know that's not what you're asking, but it's just it's not. It wasn't. It was organic. It wasn't mm. something that we had even guardrails on how that worked, right? It was just by virtue mm. of having these conversations, having to work with each other and learning how each other speaks and, and our attitudes and our opinions and our personalities and seeing, like, learning what are the lines, you know, a friendship, right? <laughs> this right. How a normal friendship is built. What are these people's boundaries, this person's boundaries? What Where do they sit in their 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 life goals and things like that? So it, it was just just normal friendship progression and and at this point years of of just having a friendship and that's how we we built out that also just just align with how this show the podcast were grown right like how yeah. do we speak to each other how do we interact and then how do we apply that that great interaction to the things that we're speaking all the topics that we're, we're covering yeah, and it's very apparent that you, I mean, you can definitely hear it. And I know it's like been years of, you know, you guys yeah. building this and, you know, hanging out, whether it be, you know, in person or virtually, but, um, yeah. you know, it's it's there. And you, as a listener of the podcast, you feel like you're just hanging out with a couple of your friends, too. And, you know, you guys are just, you know, BSing back and forth, just talking about the new Batman or, or whatnot. Right, <laughs> right, right. And, as, and as, speak as smooth as it sounds, like like we're just BSing, like it's very structured actually. Like there's mm. lots of structure, research and all that stuff that goes on in the background. It's just right. so that we have it down to a science at this point where it sounds like we're just shooting, I don't want to curse, but we're just shooting the ish, but <laughs> right. it's very particular about how we're, how like how we're going about things. Well, yeah, and you guys have just, like, recently have come across, like, kind of a newer structure to kind of, you know, funnel everything in to have, like, a specific theme yeah. or, po or topic for each show. Um, yes. Which is great, and, you know, that also just kind of helps to kind of help guide the listener in with things. Um, do you do a lot of the research yourself for your, what you guys are talking about, or do you, have, do you have people for that? Do you guys have interns, and do you have... <laughs> I wish we do everything <laughs> almost everything ourselves we do have an amazing um, team right now like we we have people who help with if we need video editing we, we have um, people we can reach out to resources we have our we have a sound editor engineer mm -hmm. who edits all of our shows that that's that's had always been a beast like it was years right. of Ben Amin and I editing our own shows and that's how I learned sound design that's how I learned right. literally how to do audio editing now I I literally I'm certified right I know how to uh, if right. I needed a job in audio <laughs> editing I could go get it tomorrow because I had to do my own podcast for years and you know learn about levels and and, and all sorts of things and then now we also have a social media manager that mm -hmm. helps us disseminate our voice and our 
our state, uh, not statements, but our whatever we want to express into the world on social media, we have someone who can help translate that. So we, in that way, we do have a team. But as far as the content, that's all DJ Ben Amin and myself primarily. Our our team does help us. Like we may ask for opinions or we be like, hey, what do you guys think about this? And you know, they'll they'll give us some feedback. But it's it's a lot of work. Uh, we do the research. And when picking like the topics and what you guys, what each um, episode is going to be about, is it yeah. are there things more that that are personally precious to you that you like to lean more towards, or or, mm-hmm. or that Ben, I mean, that yeah. I, am I saying that right? Yeah, that he likes to, that you guys are really more more about. Mm-hmm. I would say, I guess from the personal standpoint, is just are we even interested in talking about it in the first place? Like mm. it doesn't have to be something that's near to our heart per se, but it got, it has to be something that we even care to speak on. Right. Like if it's just a played out conversation that we don't really care to rehash, we're not going to talk about it. It doesn't matter <laughs> if it's popular. Like I don't, you know, just to talk about the typical Twitter stuff. I don't care about $200 dates. Like we're not gonna, <laughs> if we were that type of podcast, we're not talking about that. It's been done a million times. Like, all right, relax. Uh, so, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we, while it may not be something that's like, Oh, sometimes it is stuff that's like, Oh, I love it. And, and sometimes it's just, all right, this is important. This is a great conversation and I have opinions mm. and, Sometimes it is stuff that is relevant, but we may not have that background. And we're the type where, like, if we're not, not experts in this space and we're not bringing on an expert, we don't need to be talking mm. about it. And 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 more people need to have that frame yeah. of mind. Yeah. You understand? Like, lots of people, like, <laughs> all of a sudden, everyone's an epidemiologist and everyone's right. you know, is a political scientist. And it's just like, well, where did you get this certification from? And, yeah, it's, it's strange. So... You know, we 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 like to talk about things we know, and when we don't, or we know we need further support, we will bring mm-hmm. on someone who knows more than us. What is something that you would just, you as yourself, just would immediately start to speak about, just like in a social setting, not even on not not on mic, but just oh, you not know, on mic, yeah. Oh, everything we speak on on mic, we will speak on in social setting, like. <laughs> Like, look at this. Like, again, I'm trying so hard. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't curse all the time, but, like, it's just so <laughs> part of how we speak. But we're like, look at this character. I'll use that word. Right. Look, look at this character <laughs> over here. Uh, did you did you see why did they cast this person in this? You know, what do you how do you think this story is going to go? Like, we do have those random conversations. Or do you see this BS that happened on Twitter? We, we, we just we just like that's my that's I that call him my brother because he is my brother. He calls me his sis because mm. I'm his sister. Like, I, I mm. firmly believe that at this point. So like we 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 do talk about what we talk about in the podcast. We talk about that on a regular day anyway. Right, right. And, <laughs> and also just life. Like, how are you doing? What's going on? Are you writing? What are you writing about? Let me read what you're writing. Let me give you some, some pointers or, and, and, and Ben, I mean himself, he's a writer, he's a WGA writer. So mm-hmm. he has, um, he's helping me like, like when I'm writing scripts or I'm, I have ideas, he helps me flesh those out, um, gives me support and vice versa. Okay, so let's talk about your script writing. Where yeah. um, are these for your own personal projects? Are you writing? Are you in a writer's room? Talk, talk to me about that. I would love to be in a writer's room. So please speak <laughs> that into existence. I, you no, are in I, a writer's are, room. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I'm doing this for my own personal projects. Um, that I, I had mentioned, like, I've grown up always been a, being a writer. And it's interesting because it's something I. Sh- I I inadvertently been trying to run from for many years. And then it's hmm, just like, oh, get back where you started. Um, Why were and, you trying to run I, from it? 
I don't even think I knew I was running from it, right? Like, basically, mm-hmm. when you, and, and you know, it's when you're growing up, you're trying to figure out what you want to do with your life and where you want to go and all the different experiences you have, right? And mm-hmm. my career, like, I still have a day job, right? And I'm in corporate. So it's just like, mm-hmm. sometimes you do things because you need the money, right? You need or you have a lifestyle you want to live, and that's where the source of income is. But right. you, But perhaps you have a passion that you should be feeding. And mm. my passion had always been writing, but I wasn't necessarily feeding it. So that's, I guess that's what I mean when I say running from it. Gotcha. And, and sometimes it just requires time and you get to the point where it's like, you know what? I'm ready to feed it and I'm ready to mm. really give it my full attention because sometimes it's just you fed up. Sometimes it's just like, you're just <laughs> making, you're, you're making a new decision in life. You know, right. or you reach a point where you're comfortable and it's like, I'm ready to make the jump. Um, some, sometimes people just do it scared and that's cool too, because I, I commend that where it's just like, you know, it doesn't, sometimes you don't know which way this is going to go, but you want to take that leap. And, and sometimes yeah. that's the case. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I've, for me in the script writing, it's just, especially with Ben, he's been a big influential force for me there. Um, it's just something I've been wanting to personally do. And yeah, definitely want to get in the writer's room. That requires some finished scripts. And that's the other part of the, <laughs> that's the other side of the equation. You got to finish. Um, right. But that's, that's what I've been working on. What do you like writing? What, what genres are, mm-hmm. what, what are you into? Of uh, sci-fi, sci-fi. Um, also, like life, lifestyle. I'm kind of in the in the Easter Ray lane, like where mm. technically you might be writing about yourself mm-hmm. um, and your own experiences, and that's that's the lane I'm mean, pushing th- towards. And I mentioned sci-fi because I love sci-fi. I've I've, I've right. I learned like early in my childhood. I learned about Octavia Butler, mm-hmm. um, learned about Afrofuturism, and all all sorts of stuff like that. And I've always been driven to things like that, like more recently Lovecraft Country mm. um, we had a whole podcast dedicated to that for example so <laughs> like it's 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 it, space I'm a big Star Trek fan are you yeah big Star Trek fan you know <laughs> I, got, I can't do it with the other hand but this hand I can do it but uh um, and for those who, who who are like not watching, I just did the you know live long and prosper. Song. Right. But, yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, like I I those are things that interest me. Um, anime I mentioned so in anime intrinsically lots of tech involved in there mech things about big mechs like Gundam stuff like that. So um, because I'm interested in all that type of stuff, those are the things that I like to write about. Right on. And so how did you get yourself, I mean, coming coming back to the video that I watched and you got yourself a superhero made yeah. of you, how did that, how did that come about? Like what, what series of in- incidents happened? That- I was in the right place at the right time. People, <laughs> people, knew I, people, people don't think I like, I didn't lobby myself or anything. It was just people see you in this space they know that hey this is what you talk about me and and i guess you're personable maybe this person would be good for this so i was approached i said okay great let's see what's going on Um, i will tell you guys now i don't own that character at all that's completely owned by marvel slash disney i have no influence on what happens there that's the rights you give up when you start opening your mouth to them but (laughs) um (laughs) but i i still wanted the experience i thought it was cool i'm I'm a marvel fan that's fine um if i want to make my own superhero i can thank you but right right yeah (laughs) it, it was something i was approached to do and i'm like yeah that that sounds fun to me and and you know once i got over got over the the contract i was just like all right let's do it 
<laughs> wow. I didn't realize there was uh, so much legality that had gone into it. Oh, um, yeah. But... Yeah. You, you, you can't just... Don't think... You, and that's why, I, like, I don't know if people notice that when these things occur, like like online, when people, like, put out a bunch of ideas and someone might, may run into their comments or, like, shh, you know, keep it to yourself or, you know, you might want to copyright that or whatever they say. Like, if you talk to a company, like... If you talk to a company and give them your ideas and there's no protections there for yourself, right. they can take that idea. Well, anybody can take the idea, right? And and right. also if you're if you're working with a company where you're giving them IP, right? And, and, and right. intellectual property, like more than likely you're probably signing something that gives them the ownership of that IP. So you have to be very understanding and clear when you go into that process. So, so there's, a, there's a gem that it had nothing to do with your question, but there's a gem. <laughs> there's, right, there's, a, there's a little something, a little, little something special, a little something on the side yeah, there for yeah. those uh, yeah, of you. That, that one's for free. It's like that one's for yeah. free. <laughs> yeah, just a side note. So, um, so, so yeah, yeah. So I guess you know it's what summer of 2027 when we see the Marvel. But what was the name of your your? She did not have a name, and that was purposeful, uh, but she did not have a name. Okay, so when we see a, a very significant <laughs> likeness, I'm just gonna be like, <laughs> I'm just gonna literally like put up pictures on all the social media with me with my hand like this, like my hand right. pointing to the side, and a picture right. of the character or my video or something. I'm gonna be like, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna be like, you see, you know. So, like, like I said, I, it's it's I, if we if that did happen in the future, mm -hmm. again, I fully knew what I was getting into. It is what right. it is. I, I wouldn't feel any type of way. You were not duped in any way. <clears throat> I wasn't duped, and and also <clears throat> just. You're creative. Like, if, if you believe in your abilities, I could come. I, if I wanted to go in that direction, which I don't at this time, but if I wanted to, I could come up with something. So I'm good. Yeah. But, at the but, very but, least, but the though, would you would you enjoy to cosplay yeah. as your character? Yes. Uh, the character, <laughs> like I said, I, I, the character was still really based on who I am. So, mm. and, and again, all the things that I like about certain Marvel characters. So... Um, someone had asked me that before, actually, and I would I would absolutely do it. I'm not a seamstress by any means. I'm, <laughs> I've cosplayed many times before in the past, but like I'm the type. I'm like, look, can you just make it? I'll pay you, and I'll wear it. <laughs> right, <laughs> and we'll be yeah. about our we'll go about our day. Right, yeah, I couldn't imagine myself trying to like actually put together and to try to construct a cosplay costume or any sort of costume. Quite frankly, um, I, I can sew on a button. Cosplayers, that's cosplayers. where I am on the on the sewing. <laughs> Cosplayers are like the lifeblood of conventions and, yeah. and 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 bringing characters to life. So I always respect cosplayers for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So speaking of conventions, I mean, I'm with COVID and all of the terribleness mm -hmm. that has been happening in the last two years. You know, I myself, a uh, usual like uh, Comic-Con enthusiast, um, but I have not been to one in like two years. And um, so... Has that affected you, and how how are you dealing with that? Is that something that you were that was your normal thing anyway? That you would be going to a con, yeah. And so now, yeah, we had been pretty much going to New York, excuse me, New York Comic Con, um, and other related conventions for like five, six years prior, and then mm -hmm. of course. COVID hit and so it was just a couple of years of just no convention and that didn't really phase us I mean also like you get to a point where you're so used to the process and you and and it's like a 
I don't know if you want to say jaded, where it's just, <laughs> it's, it just, it was just a lot of work, and yeah. you just get to the point where I think we got the point where well, we needed a break anyway, right? Um, mm-hmm. we, and and to be very clear, we love covering the conventions. We still do, and it you know it, it's always been a blessing to be there, and also it's it's a lot of work. It's it's a lot yeah. of planning that goes into it. It's a lot of um, raising money because we we need a team there to really get out the content and the in the quality that we want it to be. And it had improved, it's always had improved significantly over the years. Like you see our first time to our most recent back in 2021. And you know, you, you're like, wow, that's a world of a difference. So um, I think we, we actually welcomed the break. And mm-hmm. I would say the, the, the impact of COVID or of the pandemic has actually had some welcomed side effects, just, yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, you know? like a lot of, like I, I was especially feeling that like the first year, um, just because I, I was actually feeling like the universe was like, yeah, you all need to slow down. You all need to have a seat and you, everybody needs to like take a breath because everyone, we're, we're all kind of entrenched in this uh, grind and hustle culture and um, just go, go, mm-hmm. go. And nobody was really paying attention to their mind and bodies and souls and what we really need. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's. There were things that I welcomed about it, but also, I mean, I have a small child. I have a, my daughter is two, and so that's Aww. a little stressful. <laughs> like, so all of this is it's still like, you know, we can't go anywhere with her without, that's not an open space. So I've just been kind of freaking I out about it. that. But um, yeah. yeah, and um, and as far as like the break where like conventions are concerned, I used to be, I was a booking agent for an actor's like some years ago and uh, just traveling around like for like two years to conventions. And I get it like those can like especially as an introvert with extrovert tendencies, like I can be a lot even when the people like for, in my case, people were not coming to see me, but it's still like you got to be on. And that's just not something that I'm necessarily built with. But, uh, yeah. you know, hopefully like we'll get to a place or at least I personally will get to a place where I can feel comfortable to go back to a con. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I I'll tell you now, like I still like things that are highly populated by by a large group of people. I'm still wearing my mask. Yeah. Um, even, traveling like I don't care what happens in the future. I mean, they're already dropping everything uh, essentially at this point. But I will from now to forever when I'm on a plane or any public transportation, I'm wearing a mask. Uh, oh, yeah. I actually, absolutely. I've never been sick <laughs> in the last two years. Right. And I was like, oh, OK. Whereas, <laughs> you know, going to the conventions and doing all these things I'm constantly on the road. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially during the spring, constantly on the road, constantly flying out, constantly doing appearances and hosting and things like that. And just it was could, could set your watch by it that I would get a cold mm-hmm. or get sick right. because I was doing all that. So, so that's why I said there were some welcome side effects to, from the pandemic. Yeah. I learned so a lot. What, <laughs> so what? Uh, so yeah, I hope, hopefully I would like to think a lot of us have learned a lot, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm team mask in a, you know, big old open space and big crowded spaces still as well. Yeah. So what would um, that weird kid way back when, what would she think of you now? What would she think of you today? You know, that makes me cry. And I'm not going to cry because I'm a thug. But... (laughs) um, Not on camera, not on camera. But... (sighs) I think that she would be exceptionally proud. Mm -hmm. And it, it makes me emotional because... 
I'm I mean everyone is their own worst critic right and mm-hmm. I also I just feel like like people tell me all the time oh you're too hard on yourself you need to look at all the great things you've done and blah, 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 blah. and I'm just like I'm a Capricorn so I'm like bro I haven't done enough I haven't I haven't <laughs> take over you know the eastern seaboard yet like I'm I'm very like weird villain minded about that where it's just like no I gotta do this and I gotta be up top and da 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 and it's just like well bro you have also accomplished a great deal of things and then friends had to sit me down and say look bro like just let's make a list like literally like let's wow make a list we literally got out pen and paper like yeah we're, we're, right, we're like, making lists let's let's <laughs> talk through it let's see the things that you have done right mm-hmm. and you know we'd list it out and i'm just like i guess that's cool right <laughs> just, i'm still not completely subscribing to it right i'm just like i guess that's cool but but the truth is you know, regardless of whether it's computing properly in my mind, I I have to learn and accept that yes, I have accomplished a lot, right? Ha- mm-hmm. Am I this multi-millionaire producer director? No, but you can get there. You will get there, right? right? If that's what you want, right. keep going. That's that's what you will be. But are you making the? I think what I've learned is more important. Are you actively making the moves towards what you want in life, right? Right. And when I look at things that way, I'm like, wow, fam, you really have been doing. A lot of good you have been provide you have been a source of value for the culture and that has that has been my ultimate goal so when i think about the little kid the little me or little tati mm-hmm. I, and she was like oh you know like she saw me and saw the things and she's like yo I, I think i think i would think i was doing a good job because I th- and and I and I wish like I wish like you you know those stories about people who are like when they're in the elementary middle school they're told to like write a letter to themselves in ten right. years or twenty years and put mm-hmm. it away and don't open it until twenty whatever whatever right. when we were supposed to have flying cars uh, right. the flying cars <laughs> didn't happen and clearly for me neither did this letter but I wish <laughs> I had that letter like that where I told myself I want you to do X Y Z or this is what I see for yourself and then I could read it now go and maybe have a more clear understanding of where I've been to where I am um mm-hmm. and also just just personal acceptance that that's the hard part right like yeah. especially if you if just a, if you just are driven and and um you just feel like there's always more to be done having that validation or or accepting that validation is what's key and that's what i've learned and and that's what i think i've taken away from thinking about that as you mentioned just with your younger self what would they what would it think about who you are today i think she would right. be proud well good because i mean i think you have a lot to be proud of and it's it's difficult for us to really fully evaluate ourselves and what our growth is because like you know I kind of sometimes liken it to like if you're inside and you're building a house from ground up and you're just in that house and you're in that house and you're just putting laying down tile and brick and and wood and whatnot and like you have no real concept of what's going on so you step outside and you see the progress that you have made so Mm -hmm. it's and it's you know it's difficult for us to step outside of ourselves a lot And see that, but um, me being outside of you and just noticing for the the short amount of time that I have, I think you have a lot to be proud of, and you have um, you. accomplished quite a bit as well as you know there is some little girl or even just someone your own age who has the same likes that you do and the same interests, and you know they're just thinking like, yeah, that's somebody that I can look up to, or it's somebody that I would like to kind of liken myself as. So I um, hope so. I hope so. so and thank yeah. you for noticing that. That that's the other part. It's like, oh, notice me. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for noticing. 
seen me. <laughs> so what is something that you're looking forward to in 2022? Uh, finishing my scripts, finishing at right least on. one script. I, I need to finish two, actually, but I, I want to finish Speaking it into that. existence. Speaking <laughs> into existence. I I am looking forward to pushing my own personal brand a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. Just speak, like, you know, getting out some of the introverted patterns and start speaking to people. Um, right. This is indi- this show itself is addictive. Someone wants to speak <laughs> no, to right. me, so <laughs> other people want to probably speak to me, too, and yes. I'm just, like, not making myself available. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to, within reason and with boundaries, right. but making myself available so people could learn who I am so that, you know while the conversation about learning who you are is great, it's just so that it's just like a, not a huge question mark about what is this person about? Like I I want people to know what I'm about and that way I can get um, more, more doors can open for me in the things Mm. that I'm interested in, in this life and in the things that I want to build in this world. Right on. And hopefully like we, we came across some of that with this conversation. Hopefully that will be like, this will, this conversation will cross the paths of someone that, that you need in your path. Um, yeah. Okay, so now's the point of the podcast where I have, I ask my guest the big question. This oh, is a question man. that I give give my guests beforehand so they have some time to think about it. And uh, so, yeah. uh, for you, Tatiana, what are oh, most God. people afraid of that doesn't scare you? Okay, so I had to think about this because I was like, damn, most of the things people are afraid of, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, shoot, what is it? And I have to think closely. What is it that I know I'm, I may come off as fearless about? And what I landed on was speaking up for myself and telling the truth. And, and to flesh that out a little bit, it's what I've noticed. and, And perhaps the podcasting is what brought it out of me. I've noticed that whenever something isn't right, in the with 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 a maybe an interaction between two people or someone is doing something that's just heinous in mm. some way shape or form i noticed that whether they're trying to be polite more times than not not they're scared to say or do mm. anything to the contrary right. um i've learned and i'm like well what the hell are y'all talking about like why is no one speaking up mm. and i've it's it's really become prevalent in the last few years where someone would say or do something that's just wild and i would turn around and be like well who who are you right i would jump up and be like don't talk to that person like that or don't like i i don't again as an introvert i don't know where that came from again i think it's because of the podcasting that i just learned to speak my mind right but just speaking up for yourself or for others Mm -hmm. i i think that i do that so much more now and also like Things people are just afraid for various reasons to do that, but I will be the first to jump. I had to do that a few years back when a woman in the elevator said some basically like underhanded racist stuff. Like I was just mm. like, and I don't know this woman from from nothing, but she was in a public elevator saying these right. things, and I'm like, bro, who are you? And I I went off. Wow. But I, I, I went off of her and educated her. You know, I had my koofy hat on, all that stuff. So right, right, right. I, but but I, like, I did it my way. But and then, you know, every, everyone in the elevator was just like kind of looking down and like not looking at anything. And then um, she 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 left and did her typical tears or whatever. And uh. before I got off the elevator, someone was just like, thank you. 
I appreciate yeah. that because she said that and like when she said what she said, it was just dead silent. And I'm like, I felt I'm 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 I feel energies and this is not a joke. Mm-hmm. Like I, I truly do feel people's energies and I can really scan what what the aura is going on in that environment and it just wasn't mm. good and I could tell that this was hurting people and I was just like nah uh, fam we gonna cut this at the pass and and I told on. the woman about herself nice. and you know she <laughs> went on by her way I felt good because I don't know maybe I like telling people off <laughs> when they're wrong well, sometimes um, yeah you know sometimes it's like a little release just like you know and I just and I I don't like people feeling intimidated like that I don't like people mm-hmm. being hurt by others you know for no reason and so that's why i jumped up and said what i did and 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 that just leads back to my my response to your questions just really just speaking up for myself and others when when other people may be afraid to well i applaud you for doing that and having the courage to do so we need more people in this world who have that same courage and that you know just uh, just to be able to do that and to uh, know and to spot out yeah when yeah when bs I mean, is happening it, it, it can backfire you fire you gotta be careful because sometimes you do meet up with someone someone you pull up on them they pull up right back on you and it's like all right so we're gonna do now right so now we got now know. hands are involved i don't know so but i don't know <laughs> right but but i'm i'm but more often assess than the not, situation there you are. So <laughs> the situation seems like this is the time I'm going to speak up, but it happens right. within seconds. So yeah, yeah. All right. Well, well, dang. Well, thank you, Tatiana, for you. for um, sharing yourself with me this this past hour. If you thank you. you have anything you want to shout out, any uh, where can people find you on the online and yeah. all that good stuff. Oh, I got all that. I got the spiel for you. So, <laughs> uh, once again, my name is Tatiana King. T A T I A N, as in Nancy. A K I N G is my last name. That is also my handle on all social media platforms at Tatiana King, typically, or Tatiana K, something like that. I am a podcaster, writer, producer. You can find me on For, for All Nerds Podcasts, F-A-N, the fan fam. Shout out to you. Thank y'all for listening. I hope y'all listening. <laughs> um, we, as mentioned, we talk about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. We are ho- it's hosted by two black graduates of Howard University, H-U, <laughs> you know, and uh, I, I, I love tech. I love engineering. I love black people in tech i love black people i right i love to have fun i love comedy and um as far as like the things you're gonna see me doing like i, I i'm gonna I'm, I'm getting very deeply into the writing space i hope to be in a writer's room um and, and i hope you all want to follow me with that journey also maybe help me in that journey yeah. please <laughs> open those doors but but please follow me um again I'm, I'm really heavy on twitter i'm heavy on ig i'm also on tiktok and um yeah, just just please follow me of uh, support for all nerds. My podcast, my podcast with DJ Ben Hamin. We are on every podcast platform on earth, <laughs> on earth. Uh, that's deliberate. Uh, <laughs> you can uh, follow us on YouTube where we have all the visual components of our podcast and other shows that we do. That's for all nerds TV, or you just type in for all nerds in Google or YouTube and it'll, it'll pop up and um, support us a few ways. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash for all nerds, uh, Patreon and other means that of, of income. That's how we pay our staff. Um, mm. That's why we're able to elevate our podcast to the level it is now. So we really absolutely need that support and, and ask for that support there. And uh, we have a Twitch, twitch.tv slash for all nerds, where we live stream every week for our shows. Yeesh. And uh, finally, our T Public. Um, that's our merch page. So 
We have tons of like cool geek culture designs up there. Um, tpublic.com slash stores slash for all nerds. And that's where um, you can support us. Yeah. Right on. So if you guys yeah. are interested in all the things that Tatiana's doing, get at her. Or if you have something that you think Tatiana might be interested in, get at her. And you've Please. got a million and one ways, like literally, to to connect. Yeah. Um, again, thank you so much for joining me. And I look forward to keeping up with you in the future. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this time. I appreciate your time. And oh, that, thank you. And thank you for noticing me. <laughs> <laughs>